Gentlemen, get your drinks ready. It's time to astonish them. problem and your voice carries to millions so you're you're really making oh, other people God. buy it well i didn't tell anyone i bought pearl so yeah. <laughs> well now you have young justice isn't on my list so <laughs> we're not talking about it uh, okay you know who we should really get sponsored by now i think about it like an alcohol company yeah that'd be great damn but i don't know that they want people to know that drinking their alcohol can turn you into <laughs> lunatics I gave it two stars out of two. All right. I've mixed a rum and coke at a one-to-one ratio, so we're on the clock. All right. Start start the mics. Uh, Maybe. No, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, Close enough. I gotta say, close enough. He'll be fine. He knows more than me. Wait, like, why, wait, why do we need an IP lawyer? I'm trying to figure out. No, we don't. Andrew does. Oh, yeah. Why do you need an IP lawyer? I'm trying to figure out, because we've never thieved intellectual property on the show. (laughs) Well, your honor. Your honor. (laughs) All right, let's... uh, Let's just run through, make sure we know what we're doing really quick. I don't think we ever know. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as much as we could. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we just start the show from there. Yeah, I guess I so. can't think of a better jumping yeah. off point. We've done all the comic yeah. book talking already. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. so wrap just, it up. I think we just, yeah. <laughs> just splice it up. You got this. <laughs> Introduce ourselves. God, I should actually work this time. All right. Well, hello. Hello. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Uh, thank you, what? thank you. I didn't actually know what I was gonna say oh, there, so I just, I just began to make like a weird noise with my mouth, and I was like, "Rain it in, mouth, rain it in, pick a pick a side." You pulled it together. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Uh, I'm Link, uh, one of your semi-gracious hosts. Yeah. Hello and welcome. Hello. And I'm joined by two other men, not gentle. <laughs> Yeah, true. I, yeah, 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 that's, yeah that's thanks. Fair. You're welcome, ladies. I guess I don't. Know. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm Arya, your other host. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm Andrew, and I'm in the age of X Men. Wow. I think yeah. I'm the only one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you, you weren't <laughs> the only one mercifully killed. <laughs> Oh, well, solid introductions, boys. We're really, we're really nailing down that part of the show. You got the name portion. Uh, well, yeah. I think, I mean, that, you know, are we a lot of five minutes for that, but I think five seconds Ooh. is totally fine. So, Shaq, uh, you'll read all about it. Here we are with the news. <laughs> Our brand new, well, new segment. No, it's not new. We did it last well, week. it's brand new. Well, okay. Well, fine. It's old at this well, point. Well, it's new in February. <laughs> <laughs> Here's here's the section of the show where we're gonna tell you what happened this past month as we do this <laughs> show. All right, listen. I'll level with you. The next couple of plays. I'll level with you. I think you said that was one to one ratios. Is that just all rum? I'm no, it's a one to one ratio, but that's the problem. Uh, we we now sit down as our monthly podcast and we go over the news of the month. What stuck out to us in terms of just cool happenings, going-ons, what you yep. need to know, 
the breaking gossip from a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to, you want to roll us through it? No, I could. Well, why don't you? Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> first Dare up. Me. I defy <laughs> you to walk us through the news segment. Uh, first up, Wendy's says make mine marvel Ooh, yeah, this is, bold this is bold cool. wendy's yeah. so, i don't know anything about this oh uh i like to hear the news just fresh from your mouth yeah so i just, <laughs> I just I put my head in a rock uh through the entire month until we record the show uh, that's what i usually do when we start recording yeah there was a there was a uh i forget who tweeted some somebody just like a random person someone tweeted yeah wendy's to ask him who their favorite like or like what their favorite comics like the Wendy's Twitter handle. They said like they just outright were just like are you DC or yeah. Marvel. Like which one are you? Oh, okay. Yeah. And they and they uh, in classic Wendy's fashion fired back that they were uh, Marvel and then proceeded to go through this huge thread back and forth naming uh, all these different. Well, yeah, people started calling him out like yeah. oh, you don't read comics and they started like listing like A tier S tier comics and like calling out the artists and writers and be like thank you so much for writing this and that and even like. Meanwhile, furiously googling all this, like they were basically just like, "Come at us, bro!" And they're like, "Well, since Saga's uh like in hiatus yeah. right now, I got all day to do this." And then like DC tweeted at them, we're like, "Oh well," or it was I think it was Jim Lee and Dan DiDio. Yeah, like, took a picture oh. of like sitting there in a chair, and like Dan DiDio's wearing a Burger King crown, and Jim Lee's <laughs> eating like a Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> and then Wendy's is like, "No disrespect at all, guys. Like, thank you for all of these comics and like." Played it like a champ, but yeah, yeah. it was a really good thread. Wow, yeah, cool. What did they have? Did they have anything like off the top? Is like their like a favorite Marvel comic? Um, they, they they had a. I don't remember ex- the one that really stuck out to me was Saga, yeah. which just that's was a, it's not it's no, no, Image, Marvel, but that's Image. Um, but the <laughs> fact that they were just like, oh, since Saga's on hiatus, I could do this. Yeah. all. like I got it's like I got definitely time. that's their street cred. Yeah. They definitely Googled like comic book street cred. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. reference oh. Saga, you'll be okay. okay. But there's, there's a lot of good ones, and they reference a lot of runs by like like pretty notable runs in yeah. Marvel's history. Okay, so cool. that was cool. So God Butcher, God Bomb confirmed. Okay. <laughs> Wendy's favorite. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy's. Thanks, Wendy's. I'll tweet him. Oh, what's good? Oh, yeah, sorry. Next next up. Let's hear before Wendy's. (laughs) Next up. Attacks uh, us in a corner. Tom Taylor, Public Enemy number two. Oh, uh, yeah. Teases his hashtag deceased event. And spoilers, it's zombies. Time traveling zombies? No, just zombies. zombies. Blood sucking zombies? DC Universe gets overtaken by zombies. Okay. Yep. Well, just, any, anyone down don't for that? I don't want to talk about it anymore. Go All right, on good, there. good. Right, yeah. uh, Conan, everyone's favorite barbarian, yeah. uh, is set to join the 616 universe proper in I the near future. I am so excited for this. I don't know what's going to bring him into... Well, presumably he's he's like in past 616 or whatever. Yes, yeah. Like in the, in the far past, but he, he's going to join present day. 616, and in the Marvel previews, they tease out um, Savage Avengers... That's like I forget exactly who everyone is. Um, like Venom's on it. I think maybe the Punisher. Yep, Punisher. But I also, Punisher, um, Wolverine, yep. Conan, and the first issue opens up with like Wolverine and Conan finding each other and like engaging in like mortal combat. That's like how the <laughs> that's like how the whole story arc starts. And I was like, I'm reading this in previews, like. <laughs> I'll take twenty. Uh, <laughs> 
You've done it again, Marvel. You've robbed me again. <laughs> Thanks, Marvel. Uh, so that sounds pretty fun. Yeah, so, so, so excited for this, that. This uh, also sounded 50% fun. Uh, <laughs> Donny Cates and Tom Taylor want to reboot the Marvel Ultimate. Yes. For every action, there must be an yeah. equal and opposite reaction. So for those of you who no. don't know... <laughs> for Kate's, there must always be a Taylor. <laughs> the uh, the Ultimate Universe was originally made by Bendis. Um, and it was his like weird screwball... It was like his playground. Playground, yeah. where he just told whatever he wanted with the Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that got, gave us Miles Morales. Yeah, it gave it us gave a lot of cool stuff. This was the Maker Ultimate? The Maker is the Ultimate Universe yeah. Reed Richards. Yep. The Maker. Ultimate... Uh, the Thor ultimate Thor, Thor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like cool stuff. Um, Definitely some cool stuff. And yeah. and yeah, they, they both came out and said they would be down to do that again. Uh, One like was, a really badass Captain America. Yep. In the ultimate yes. year. Oh, yeah. use yeah. the gun, a gangster. Yeah. Use the yeah. gun significantly yeah. more than our Captain America <laughs> uses the gun. Let me let me just put it that way. <laughs> it's a ultimate zombie universe. Yeah. And ultimate you figure zombie. at least, I mean, and in, in anything, like there's going to be some good and some bad stories yeah. that come sure. out, or just some like lacking stories that come out of mm-hmm. it. But if you put Kate's behind, at least even yeah, like, maybe just not Tom Taylor at yeah. all. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> But, but you put them in some respect behind the universe crafting, and like, you, you know, you're in for it. You get all Thor stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time Spider Man was created by Thor, and also the Punisher, yeah. and also everyone else okay yeah, <laughs> fine sounds yeah, good yeah, yeah i do remember mm-hmm. that now thanks kates speaking of weird ah oh, these segues are so great speaking yeah, of weird speaking of, of weird uh, weird universes um a little game came out 10 years in the making yeah, more than it that. is 12 for this one yeah 12 yeah it was 10 what was 10, it like, like a couple of years ago two like, to be exact Pik- yeah. pikmin 3 uh no that's well, not even out yeah it's still got another 12 um Let's all load it right up now right on my PlayStation if you need me right, to. We'll, get you. We'll, we'll, we'll walk us in, walk us in. What game came out? What game came out? Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you. It's it's something from from the way back. Yeah. Uh, it's Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. And goddamn, is it... Like, if you played this game as, like, a high schooler, a, wee lad. a middle schooler, like, you you grew up on, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. A wee yeah. ca- current cable-aged yeah. lad. <laughs> oh, God. Triggered. <laughs> Um, this Kingdom Hearts three, incredible! Like just this unreal amount of nostalgia. And why? Well, right, yeah, you start talking. Anyway, about it, anyway. Start talking. Needless to say, good game. People were happy it came out, but connected to Disney. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the whole stick. It's it's Square mm-hmm. Enix and Disney um, come together to make the game. And people are speculating. There were a couple articles saying if and when they make the fourth game. At that point, they would have full access to All the, Marvel the Marvel universe. universe. Yeah. Did they? Did they add in a Star Wars world? I haven't beaten the game. Uh, in, in Disney, they did. I haven't, they, I haven't beaten oh no, no, no! In, Not in, Kingdom in, Hearts three, there's no Star Wars in the third okay, game. Okay, so so that was the article talked about. It was in development. You potentially have yeah. Star Wars, Marvel, Marvel. Yep. in a Kingdom Hearts four. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that'd be God. I can't wait till we're retired. Yeah. Able to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, in twenty seven, well, it comes out. I can't wait till we're on the old fogies home. Someone's playing Kingdom Hearts 3.5 HD remix, <laughs> goofy, 
Electric Boogle. Yeah. We'll give away the name of our podcast <laughs> in 25 years. Yeah. We just keep rebranding. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. Oh, man. Speaking of goofy Boogle, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, good segue, sir. Uh, ben Affleck, I'm here everyone. for you, man. I work for you, all right? Come on. Ben Affleck, everyone's favorite Batman, is done with the DC Cinematic Universe. Honestly, uh, he's out. I don't think that Batman or Affleck was a bad Batman. I think he was written into a shitty role. That was the problem. Well, they're going to have to find a new one now. Yeah. Uh, I've heard names like the guy who played the guy in Twilight. Uh, Robert Pattinson? Yeah. No, no. What? Yeah, I swear, I've they heard said, his name. They said, I've, thought, I've heard Army Hammer's name thrown around, but they Oh, Idris Elba. Army Hammer could be cool. They, they, they next, he came out and was like, no, nah, I haven't been approached for it at all. Uh, yeah. But that would yeah. be cool. I would see Army Hammer as more of a like a, either a Cyclops would be amazing or oh, a Green Lantern. He doesn't even kind of look like Cyclops. Yeah. Do they just burn the whole thing down and start over at this yes. point? Yeah, they they have, that's to. what they've done every time. Yeah, yeah. Like Christopher should. Nolan did like his own thing, and then the Affleck thing was basically like just a completely separate yeah. like continuity. Well, I think because Affleck was also in like Justice, like they're the whole DC cinematic universe. Has I just to get rid of Well, no, because now Jason Momoa's got so much just like crowd popularity. Yeah, just keep even him. though I don't think that movie was like. Well, well I, I didn't actually see it. it, but yeah. yeah. So I had this conversation with somebody. I was like. I I didn't love Justice League, but it entertained me in the moment. Like I wouldn't turn it off if it was like on in the room, but I yeah. wouldn't go out of my way to see it again. I was yeah, like, that's what they were going for. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't love Batman versus Superman. Like I thought it was kind of lacking, but I was like, Arya, like likes these things and will defend them. <laughs> whoa, 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 and whoa, whoa. even no, he, even he didn't like Aquaman. I was like, that tells you. <laughs> Something, I think. I didn't like Justice League or Batman vs. I thought you liked Justice no, League. No, 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 no. no, no. Did I you thought... like Batman vs. Superman the extended cut? It filled he in. He said it was a more better. important yes, question. Better. Don't you own the both of them on iTunes? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I'm putting the fit erroneous on both accounts. Jesus. <laughs> hey, all right, you all guys, right, uh, all right. Did you guys hear that uh, the truth about how the DC Rebirth happened, which, fun fact, started right about when we started the podcast. Yeah. Um, so what, yesterday? Like two and a half <laughs> years ago? Three years, uh, almost three years ago? So anyway, how it happened will be revealed in the May issue of Doomsday Clock. Like, are there any... No idea. Oh, no... I guess? That's... How many... Does it say a number? Or is that just the final issue? It said no. May's issue of Doomsday Clock will reveal... How the DC rebirth? We still happens. have like five months of. I think Doomsday we're on. Well, we still have we twenty-seven have years. Pay is there going? I think we have. I think the next issue is nine. Yep. Yeah. And then so which who the fuck knows this when week. that's set to come out? Nine, it's supposed to come out this well, this week. So <laughs> yeah. So we're in. We're currently in March. So to the sixth. Yeah. And then you have April and then May, so that yeah. But they haven't. Well, the last time that it came out was like months ago. Yeah, no, it was it was January. They do it every about was two months. It? Yeah, yeah, it's every two months. It's not a two month cadence. That's why it's yeah. taking for fucking ever. Oh, yep. God. But an issue, I guess. So issue ten is gonna have some answers for how or eleven. I mean, maybe they pick up the page. Maybe they no. maybe they're doing it. Maybe no, they're trying impossible. to get in head of DCs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Great job yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, some other some other cool stuff. Umbrella uh, you're about Academy. To delete the yeah. entire... 
Oh yeah, uh, I saw that. Umbrella Academy on Netflix. On Netflix yes. came yeah. out um, the second uh, TV show adaption of a comic book in very recent history. Yep. Yes. The first being uh, Deadly Class. Uh, Deadly Class. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I just but, I just saw the first episode the other day. I've only awesome. seen the first episode yeah. of Deadly Class as well. So and good. Yeah. It was really yeah. really solid, yeah. and I watched it with someone who's not like a big comic book fan. Even like traditionally, you'd think like. Oh, some of some of my enjoyment of this is just because I know the source material and yeah, it's cool sure. to see it in live action. But even she was like, "Oh, this is just this is just like a really cool show. Like yeah. this is just like really good and well done." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on Sci-Fi. Who saw that coming? Right, well, it's a Remedy, Sci-Fi show. Yeah, Remedy yeah. saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, true. Yeah. Um, with Umbrella Academy, I've heard like my biggest complaint is it feels very um, having read the what it's based off of it feels very slow to me yeah like the mm-hmm. pacing of it yeah but people who haven't read it uh, don't seem to have that issue they like like people i've talked I'll to say, who haven't approached it that way have enjoyed it yeah pacing wasn't really a big issue for me but like it it felt like just from a tv show perspective there were a lot of like plot holes yeah and, and i don't mean even in like the overall they're, they're like little things that happen that are never really get explained yeah. uh, that yeah. kind of bother but, me. Like there's a like the the main two kind of antagonists at one point do battle. And I think you've seen this, the yeah, show is, but they, they do battle. They go into the mansion, do battle against yes. the Umbrella yeah, Academy. Yeah, yeah. Who are like one guy's like incredibly strong. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he gets manhandled. One, yeah, he gets like he gets like toe to toe handled. And the other dude's like a ninja. And then the one chair, I guess they're all kind of just like incredible like yeah. really well trained. They're well trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is never so. The presumption is that those two people are somehow also superhuman. Yeah. There's also like when their masks hit certain things, there's like a metal clang, and that is never explained. At least well, in like, season it, one. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, they, they put them on and then they inflate, which is cool. Like, yeah. It's, it's I like well, you, I, you'd I think don't know. You'd think it's it's based on some sort of power that they have, but it's it's almost outright said that aside from like some stuff that happens that. They're basically just normal people, yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't make like so like that, that in particular when that was never like touched on in the first season that really bothered me. Yeah. And there are a couple of other like little things like that that just don't really ever get explained in what is currently out. Like maybe maybe it's like it's explained later on, but. I think I think to be honest, like the comic just moves at such a faster pace. Yeah. Mm. I, like how many? I think it ends up being ten episodes. Ten episodes. I think it's only five or maybe six issues. Mm-hmm. It, it moves so much quicker. It, it just those little details don't even come up really. Yeah. Like it just moves on at such a good clip that you're just yeah. like you, yeah. you you're never like oh like you never spend a whole like issue on something like that yeah. you're just moving from piece to piece to piece like really quickly yeah, yeah i guess in a comic it'd be a total of like two sure. pages yeah for that like literally you blink and like oh that happened and, there's you know, a lot of on. like there's a lot of just like unanswered kind of like goofy stuff that yeah. happens also yeah. Ellen page is in it <laughs> sorry, sorry which sorry, i think sorry. is fine for most people yeah, yeah. for us pretty people. much everybody yeah. except yeah. for andrew <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah true Let's move uh, on. I hate Ellen. <laughs> Speaking of Ellen Page. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, perfect segue. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus freak. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Jesus freak freaks itself right out of a job. That was my segue attempt. Yeah. I just shouted in the first <laughs> two pieces of the sentence. New Vertigo <laughs> is a joke. Yeah, yeah, this was hilarious. So scrolling through CBR, I saw this title, Jesus Freak. I was like, excuse me? 
So I clicked on it, yep. and it says, like, the son of God will be portrayed in this, like, badass demeanor as, like, an assassin and, like, kung fu master. Crucifix yourself. <laughs> oh, Boom. nice, nice, nice. You should send that to Are them. you the writer of Jesus Freak? That's why they canceled yeah, I was because <laughs> This all I had in store for issue two. But it seems crazy, because I remember, it like, Vertigo, Vertigo's had some, some pretty decent comics under its name, and then yeah. now it's just, like... Back in the day. Jesus Freak. Which is canceled. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it is not good. I've read I read two comics yeah. and they were both people bad. who want something to get canceled. Yeah, speaking of canceled. Ooh. Donnie <laughs> Cates. <laughs> I don't like the title. Our boy yeah. has slave man, our bro, threatened <laughs> by literal animals. The gall. The gall. Animal shippers. I'll fight him for you, Donnie. Yeah, Donnie, you send him our way. I'll fight him all. <laughs> but yeah, I'll fight him. I'd, I'd fight him. anybody. Yeah. Even my friends. And especially myself for mm. fighting my friends. Mm-hmm. But also animal shippers who life threaten my friends. Yeah. Which is Donnie Cates in case you didn't oh, know Donnie Cates. Yeah, you. what a weird world. People people who believe that Venom should be in a romantic relationship. Yeah, so so Donnie Cates is getting literal death threats, yeah. is getting sent correspondence that says we will kill yo, you i'm gonna kill you yeah yo, yo what up i'm we'll quoting obviously you. i'm not gonna, I'm gonna kill you donnie i'm gonna wrap a belt around the around the door <laughs> yeah, i know this belt story get out of here i know this belt it story. really happened i believe you uh and and the, and the whole premise is because kate's released this issue of a comic where, where he does something where many people have done in the past, rewrite like certain aspects of the origin sure, sure. Yep. of something uh, to to basically say that uh, you know just like Venom's origin is like slightly different. Like some of it was fabricated, some of it is true, but this subdivision of subhuman animals who ship the Venom symbiote with Eddie Brock as romantic lovers. God. Uh, and now that, that that rewrite ruins that ship, <laughs> further solidifies why the Venom uh, movie sucked. This guy is all about the Venom movie sucked. I hate that movie. Oh, I hate that movie. And They're going to make a sequel. That, the fact that this spawned from that movie yeah. and people liked it, I hate you. The Venom shippers got traction because of a scene where the chick Venom yeah. kisses Eddie Brock, and everyone's like, yeah. oh, that's the Venom symbiote releasing its lust for Eddie Brock. It was quite a charge scene. Yeah. <laughs> charged us to watch it. This is all to say... Forward us their emails, Donnie Cates. Yeah, yeah. Donnie, we got or you. Whatever, we got your back. Whatever they're sending your way. We won't do anything with it, but we'll yeah. just say that we'll fight them a lot yeah. for you. I'll fight them a lot. Yeah, we'll take them to San Francisco. Yeah. Or San Diego. Yeah. Force them to watch no, the San Francisco. Movie. We'll take them to San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. <laughs> they have a fight me law. Fight me, you won't law. Yeah, yeah you, you won't. You won't. Uh... Alright, well... That's the news. Yeah, we're not talking about any more news. I'm upset. No. Yeah, me too. Venom shippers yeah. now. We really ended on, like, a, yeah. an angry <laughs> note. Those last couple oh, just really got me. What did we pick for the <laughs> month, damn it? They got me... My, my Jimmy's rustled. Yeah. R- 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 Might as well call me Jimmy Russells. <laughs> I'm so upset. Jimmy Russell, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> you can right. with Mark Russell. <laughs> yeah. That's me. <laughs> 
But also Jimmy Russell. Yeah, Who knows Jimmy what they Russell. call me yeah, these days. Uh, all right, somebody bring us in. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, all right, fine, yeah. fine, fine. You're first. Jesus. Uh, so I picked, not picked, but I did pick up um, a couple comics this month. Uh, the ones two. I'm going to talk about. I think more like we picked them up for you. <laughs> yeah, I think that every is day true. this that week. Is true, I, don't, I don't think you said from the comic book <laughs> shop this month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off with The Price, which was uh, a crossover between Batman and The Flash. Uh, so it's two issues of Batman and two issues of The Flash since they're on opposite or off weeks. Completely self-contained in February. Yes. Yep. All happened yep. in February. Um, and it's it's a really interesting story. So The Flash is responding to an attack in Central City um, at the Flash Museum. And it turns out that it's Gotham Girl, who we haven't seen since, like, I think the scene at the end of that Batman issue... Uh, it's been a while. Was it Batman 50 yeah. at the end of it? It's been kind of um, yeah. So it's like, been a yeah. long time. Um, and she's basically... Nothing, nothing like, like super up. relevant. Yeah. Just that he was like working on her mental health. So you don't right away know that it's her, um, but they show up. Bat, uh, the Flash shows up. Batman was already on his way. They're scanning and trying to see what's going on, and they eventually find out that it's Gotham Girl. Um, over the course of the next couple of issues, they track her down. And they find out that she is has basically resurrected her brother who died because her and her brother's power sets were given to them um, chemically. Scientifically. Scientifically, yeah. chemically. Um, and the more they use them, the more life force it takes away from them. So they eventually die, which is what happened to her brother uh, at the end of the I Am Gotham arc uh, in early Batman. So she's resurrected with the help of an unknown shadowy figure... But the fact that it uses a lot of venom, we have an idea Seems that like it might be Bane. Bane. Yeah. Um, so they they duke it out left and right. She's on this whole path, or sorry, mission to become a hero, uh, and it's kind of warped. But at the same time, like the flat, it brings up a lot of feelings that the Flash had and Batman had regarding their sidekicks. Right, the Flash with Wally, Batman with the various. Uh, incarnations of Robin, also all of which R. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's that's part of it is yeah. is they bring these people into this world without thinking about the consequences. And even though they go through these consequences, they still continue to do it. Right? You see, uh, it happens with Wally; he dies. It happens with the other Wally; he doesn't die, but he gets hurt. Uh, all four Robins die at one, or three Robins die at one point. Well, I think it's it's this interesting concept of like who's to blame, right? Because yeah. it it goes through, and they they basically always struggle with the idea of like, oh, well, we like let these people come in and like be heroes, and we trained them. But Flash has that like p- kind of like powerful moment where he's like. Like I, I would spend the rest of my life telling like Wally, Wally not, not to, to be the it. Flash, and, and he, he would never stop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like they, it's it's people that have that urge and the desire to do it, and then you know these things happen, and they take it on themselves. And the Flash is obviously still reeling with what happened to Wally at Sanctuary. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit goes down. It's a really, really I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything because it actually really is a pretty cool arc, and I think it's worth reading. Um, Especially if you're you a mean fan the price of or Heroes in Crisis? The, the, price. the price. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it is actually really cool. Yeah, I was, like, I was being... like, oh, dumb. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Um, and it does create like a rift between The Flash and Batman, so much so that it connects back to Batman talking with Superman at the end of it regarding Sanctuary and what they think might have happened. Mm. And that they're basically looking at all the Justice League members and, and all the heroes, like, who can we trust? And 
Superman asks Batman, he's like, well, we can trust the Flash, right? And then Batman is just silent. So it's, it's... I think it actually teases something else. I think it's teasing a, a new storyline. Like, think to come in the future. I thought it was part of Sanctuary. But if it's part of a, a future um, storyline, that's even more interesting. Because they're basically talking about how... They say the words, he could get... He could have gotten to anybody. He could be... He could have gotten to any of us. Yeah. And Superman even says, like, I don't even know if I can trust you, Bruce. And then he says, you know, can we trust the Flash? Or he's like, we can trust the Flash, can't we? Because it's the Flash and Batman. There's actually a really cool moment where they both recognize how great the other person is, uh, their detective work, and it's almost like a back and like an internal back and forth where both of them are praising each other's abilities of investigation. Um, so you have two of the greatest detectives now with this rift between them, and Batman doesn't trust him possibly. So we'll see where that goes. Um, move on to Heroes in Crisis. Uh, number six came out this month, and it's got me just as confused as ever. Um, <laughs> beautiful art as usual. I mean, between Clay Mann and Mitch Gerrard's, like on any of these issues, it absolutely just blows me away. Um, you you deal with a character you haven't really dealt with since, I guess, New Fifty Two, and then before that was like post Crisis, and then way back he was originally part of the Teen Titans, Narc. Yeah, um, good old who, Narc. Who's this? Narc. He's basically a caveman. So he's oh, a, he's a time-displaced Cro-Magnon who ends up with Sir the Teen caveman. Titans. Uh, so he's, like, super strong. And then he, he bonds with Lilith, um, who is... Raven, basically. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and, and learns the language and all that stuff. And they kind of retire and go away. And then you kind of forget about him and... Some shit happens in post crisis, and then he appears in New Fifty Two like years later. Uh, but basically, long story short, he's a he's a Teen Titan. Um, we see a lot of Ivy and Harlequin um, interactions here, along with just like a backstory for Narc. And it turns out that Ivy is checked in at Sanctuary, and Harley's actually just visiting. So now we know Harley wasn't supposed to be there. So um, that kind of adds a little bit of a twist to everything, which is interesting um and we see wally dealing with the fact that he came back from basically death to a world that was so excited to see him but his family his kids his wife like didn't exist he wasn't Mm. married to his wife she doesn't remember him yeah his kids don't exist like outright that's the part i thought was interesting yeah and it's literally like how how are you supposed to be hope when you have none yeah because everybody saw wally and they're like hope is back hope is restored and he's this lightning rod for hope, and he himself is completely out of it. Uh, I just had a thought. You think he killed himself? But then it's it's possible. Well, he's he's five days too old. There's some times. Nah, right? he killed himself. So we saw. Killed we saw. Himself. Yeah, we saw. <laughs> he went in the future and pulled. He hurts. He listened to the podcast. Yeah. But we see. So what's interesting is we see this Wally interacting with characters who are already dead at Sanctuary. A few issues back, we saw Harley take a hammer to Wally's head. And then this time around, we see him meet a different kind of death. Um, yeah, but hammers aren't lethal. Always. <laughs> Let's head to the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got something to show you. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll stay right here. I'll stay um, right here. Thank you. So it, for like any time you think like maybe this could be going on, I feel like they just kind of throw you a curveball with heroes in Crisis. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, God, I... I kind of hope that anything I've guessed is right. Yeah. But I'll be surprised at whatever the ending is. Tom King has really adapted this 
like he, he's kind of fallen in love with this style of writing of like you start at a cool point you end at a cool point and just every piece in the middle like never let them know what's happening yeah and it's, it's like bamboos the multiple bamboos yeah it's, it's the multiple yeah. bamboos it's like sometimes I'm tell, like, Tom, I'd like to read one thing Tom <laughs> where I just understand what's happening it's not bamboos yeah. it's with your yeah, CIA great. brain yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's almost gotten into this like mode where he's just like too cerebral for me He's he's just like too smart and I'm too dumb. I'm convinced that that's it. Yeah. But I like I I just can't figure it out. <laughs> like, damn it, Tom. Speaking of, Mr. Miracle Trade came out this week. <laughs> um, I was confused, man. I was confused. I got hit. I I loved it, like, like more or less all the way through. But I was always under this cloud of just like what the fuck's going on. And I feel like when it ended, it didn't like it didn't help me at all. So, the whole story itself takes place, like, by the end of it, he has died. So, the issue starts with him trying to take his life, and it's him basically choosing between life and death, and that's the whole, like, life equation, anti-life equation thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And he sees this life that he desires, which is, like, heaven, which is with him and Big Barda and their baby, and then hell is everything that happens on like war, uh, not war world, um, apocalypse. And uh, him fighting the war and ending it is like him trying to fight to get into he- like to live in heaven and have this ideal life. But he's struggling between the two of them, and like at the end of it, he's basically dead. Because everywhere, every one of the scenes where it like has that kind of like schism effect, mm-hmm. uh, or like uh, static on a TV or whatever, is it's meant to show you that that person is not there, not real. It's 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 super fucking trippy. It's really crazy. I had yeah, I had a feeling he was dead by the end of it. Um, well, that's what like I just feel like by the end of it you don't really you don't know. Like we were talking about this earlier, and I was like I like legitimately I don't have any idea like what actually like I don't feel like he never at any point says like hey here's what's happened. Right. Like I assumed by the end of it, I like my best guess was. He is still on the bathroom floor dying, and this was his life flashing before his eyes. Oh, I well, I said I felt really depressed when I read it, but I, that was like the point. Yeah. So I felt the way that I think I was supposed to feel, which is the way that Mister Miracle felt. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't know what was going on the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. but, but I, uh, you can't say that it wasn't well written because it got me to actually feel. Like I, I would agree and be like, oh man, I feel like. Yeah. Terrible. yeah, congratulations, yeah. Tom King. I want to kill myself yeah. now. So like, it was it was well written in that sense because I I'm not horribly depressed, but yeah. that's really got you to <laughs> yeah. that point. Yeah, just like a little bit, but that got me like. Yeah. But like, who the fuck knows? <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you, Tom King. We're gonna find out at Awesome yeah. Con. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. beat it out of him. <laughs> Are you kidding? You think he can't take the three? Oh no, no, sorry, I meant Mitch Gerard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tom yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna corner Mitch. Your honor. <laughs> I'm going to joke coming. around with Mr. Arts about locking him in the basement and torturing him until he tells me the plot of Heroes in Crisis. Oh, that uh, one too. Yeah. yeah. He drew the last oh, one. Oh, and, and, and Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle yeah. is what I meant. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fine. But it's a great book. Um, Venom. So you guys touched on this earlier. Oh, triggered. <laughs> Kate reveals a few things about Venom and, and or sorry, the symbiote and Eddie Brock's past and the their relationship 
Not relationship, sorry. They're, uh... Yeah, wait, are you a shipper? <laughs> are you, you sending the dead? We didn't know we could fight them right now. Keep the cameras rolling. Uh, their backstory uh, and their like interactions and how the, the symbiote is trying to take care of Brock but is also fearful that he'll leave him. Um, and a little curveball in there as well. Uh, Sharky, the newest Millar World comic. Um you have this absolute just like badass bounty hunter. Uh, it's kind of got this like cowboy sort of vibe to him, but at the mm. same time, the he ends up getting rid of and collecting this bounty. But it turns out that he has now killed the person who is in charge of this kid. And this kid's like, "Well, listen, you killed my only family member here, so you got to take me across the universe." And he's like, "All <laughs> no. right." Yeah, no. He's like, "Uh, absolutely not. I'm gonna get back to having <laughs> yeah, sex no. with this woman, and then yeah. we'll talk like later." And he's like, all right, well, weird I'll just, woman I'll just too. wait. Yeah, Heart, she's like, like, a, she's, like a, she's converting into a yeah, car. She's a mech. Yeah. She identifies an Apache attack helicopter, <laughs> but with wheels. But it was like still fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's fine now. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm kind of over the whole like grizzled older guy with like a kid companion that like rides around. Like, I mean, maybe just because I just watched The Punisher, and that's like exactly what happens in season two, oh, okay. and like. It just feel, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, uh, It again. is a bit overplayed, and I think I even mentioned that it, it kind of gave me like an Indiana Jones short round kind yeah. of vibe. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, It's been happening yeah, yeah, yeah. way short, less short. racially it's... insensitive. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out, I guess. I mean, these people are identifying with, with attack rovers, yeah. but they're doing it, for God's <laughs> sakes. They're backing it up. Um, another Millar world actually just ended was Magic Order, which I, I absolutely love the ending. We got to see a, a character, Cordelia, really... Favorite character. Yeah, really yeah. do what we, I think, all were expecting her to do. Um, and as, as great an ending as it was, it did feel really rushed, so I sort of wish they had, I don't know, probably like two, maybe three more issues would really have let the set them pace yeah. in a little bit better. They needed a little bit more room. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still very happy with the story. Very, very cool. Absolutely just like blew me away, like art-wise. One of the most exciting things about it is it seems like it's setting up a bigger world for yeah. more stuff to come yes. out of the magic Seems like they'll do like another, around. yeah, like another yeah. pass-through. Yeah. Yeah. Or potentially like like th- like stories about like Cordelia sure. kind of taking over the mantle and then like the library itself. Yeah. Like, All right, I'll read that. I'll read that. <laughs> Fine. Twist my arm. Um, Wildstorm 20 came out. We're, we're almost there. Woo! We're almost at the end of the, yeah. the run. Five uh, more? Four more four issues. More. Yeah. yeah, four more issues. And then maybe we'll get Gen 13. <laughs> maybe. maybe. You don't need more X-Men. Yeah, yeah just more Gen 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this, is, this is a really cool fucking comic. You had literally, I think, like two, maybe three pages of just set up with like Miles Craven and, yeah. and some other dude talking about getting rid of people. I love this And issue. then you had, you're in this like, Podunk town. Think like like the barn, Jeepers, like the Kent farm in yeah. in Superman. Like think oh, that. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden these UFOs start landing, and they go to the barn. And then you have Midnighter and Apollo just start ripping apart this like task force that's been sent to take them out. And I'm talking, they're like blowing up UFOs, flying through ships, cucking people left and right. There's a <laughs> there's a two page spread of Midnighter. Just killing eight people. Yeah. All each of them in like one shot. He karate chops a man's head off. He does body. do that. He kicks <laughs> twice. him twice. So yeah, twice even. <laughs> it was it was the coolest like four pages I've seen in a comic in a while. And then at the end of it, you just have this girl like who was witness to all of it, just like look like at eight year old girl. Yeah, an eight year old yeah. girl <laughs> who lived on that farm 
and she just looked out, saw the whole thing, and the the whole comic just ends with her like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> Which is what I said. Yeah. So really, really cool comic. Um, if you love the Wildstorm universe, definitely worth I picking do. up. I do. Yeah. Yep, I do. Definitely easier to understand than the rest of them. Yeah, much Two guys fly game. down and kill a thousand other guys, whereas, like, who even knows what Skywatch is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, who does? <laughs> They're dead now. They're dead now. <laughs> yeah. They're dead now. All right, Andrew. Well, okay. Hi. You, you got maybe 20 seconds to tell us what's going on with X-Men and X-Men Oh, only, I got so. you. I got you. Uh, it's incredible. Um, no, let me let me tell you a little bit about He's Amazing drunk. Amazing Spider-Man. Um, oh, I'm sorry, he what? <laughs> he joined the X-Men? Uh, issue, issue 16 came out this week or this month, and it finally gives us the Craven story. Uh, high level, he's kidnapped every sin- <laughs> every animal theme villain or hero in the Marvel universe. He's kidnapped. Squirrel girl. Yep, Squirrel Girl, Black Cat, <laughs> Rhino, Vulture, everyone, anyone who's even remotely animal, put him in New York City. Took the Captain America, Hail Hydra, uh, <laughs> dome shield technology, and shrunk it, and then put a dome over New York City, and said, "I'm here to hunt, motherfucker." <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And it's going to be Craven's Grand Hunt. He's going to kill every animal theme person and then end by killing Spider Man. And that's the setup. It only took wow. 16 issues, but we're <laughs> finally there. We're finally there. And now, the real reason you've joined me. We're going to talk off. a little. Turn off we're going we're to talk a little Age of X Man. Yeah. I've got okay. eight comics to talk about. And all of them said in this alternate, <laughs> maybe? This outside the normal universe, universe, the universe uh, Nate Gray has created. Can I, I'm just gonna tell a funny aside really quick. My, yeah, my possibly tell. one of my favorite comic book uh, shop events happened the other day. <laughs> the last time Andrew and I were there, and uh, Greg from Big Planet Comics, with that location, <laughs> yeah. was making fun of Andrew for yep. playing all this X Men stuff. And then Andrew's response is like, well, at least we're done with all the number ones. And Greg goes, oh, well, actually, there's Age of X-Men, bibbidi-bobbidi-boop, number one next week. And Andrew's like, oh, shit. There's actually well, two more number well, ones to go. Well, I guess we got to get that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now continue with right, the list. So I'm going to do my best job to summarize what's happened and try and get you guys on board uh, for the Age of X-Men. Okay. All okay. right. Send the world, Nate Gray has removed all almost every X-Men, every mutant from Earth, put them on an alternate Earth. Where it's so he didn't all, kill them? Nope, he just puts them all on an alternate youth, Earth where it's all mutants. Okay. Um, in this world, it is individualism is above all else. So no romantic relationships, no sibling-like relationships. You should just be an individual and pursue whatever you want, but you're not tied down to anybody. That's like the pitch of the universe. Okay, um, so uh, that's the pitch. Now there's a lot of titles that go into it. You've got the marvelous X Men. That is your face of the X Men. You've got like Jean Bishop, uh, Nate Gray, like your your typical people uh, who are the face of this universe, and they go around doing heroic deeds. Nightcrawler is there. They like stop a fire and save like babies from fires and and like, <laughs> stop trace. a bank robbery. Yeah, a lot of fires yeah. in this world. Yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> um, and so when people think of what the ideal of this universe should be, they think of these heroes. 
they're instead of like the x-men in our universe where they're kind of like looked down upon and persecuted these are like the ideal kind of like the justice league okay um, oh, okay so that's their whole deal uh but guess what gene gray and bishop are totally boning <gasps> and guess what they get found out oh, oh no. No. Yeah, more on that later so then you've got um <laughs> then you've got uh the next gen which is the younger x-men who are going through school uh to be trained to function in society they can either be farmers scientists uh policemen or uh some historians those are the four things they can become um and historians are just like manipulators of history so they're like propagandists basically and there's only one person in this group (laughs) who can stand above the rest it's glob so glob that like shit tier skeleton in like weird pink gel one of his attributes is that psychics and everything can't penetrate his shell so he's completely insular. Yeah. So he's not impacted by this universe, although he is transported there. His mind is completely sane. And he knows what's going on. He's the only one in the school who knows. So to everyone, he's insane. And, and everyone <laughs> makes fun of him because he writes quote unquote fan fiction, which is actually him recording what has led up to the events of now. So he's like writing down like, oh, then like X Men like brought all the mutants to like the Canada and we fought and they're like, oh, you're so you're so stupid. Why are you writing this fan fiction? Uh, and and he's in the agricultural uh, track and he's got chickens and uh, and his chickens' names are like Logan, Scott, and like Gene. Yeah. So that's been great, obviously. And then like you've if got... you were in a comic book. Yeah, exactly. So he's like the only one who knows what's going on. Who knows how he's going to impact events. Then you've got uh, the amazing Nightcrawler. He's an action movie star. He just makes action movies for like general consumption that promote the ideals of the universe. Uh, spoilers, he's boning his co-star. Who's yeah. his co-star? Uh, some mutant. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're boning. Yep. More on that. That would be later. more exciting. Than no, that. no, that's about it. That's probably <laughs> the weakest of the three. Then you've got my favorite, the Extremists, which is Blob and Psylocke, Jubilee, Iceman, and somebody else. And they're like the black bag squad. They roll in and they just cuck people. When you're when you're boning, they're gonna show up and just cuck you. Uh, so like in the first issue of uh, Age of X Men, when Bishop and Gene are boning, Blob like rips through the wall and he's like, "Not again!" And they like start fighting. And then Silo comes and like brains both of them with her sight, like his psychic sword, to erase their memories. And they're like, "This is the seventh time we've caught you boning. We keep recalibrating you." Um, um, and they send Bishop away. They like remove him from the world. More on that later. Um, so that's their job. They like show up and they like fix anomalies, basically. And it's really freaking cool. I love cool. this one. Um, like for instance, and then you find out they go hand in hand with the Marvelous X Men. So while the Marvelous X Men are putting out the fire at the orphanage. It's actually a fire set by the extremists because there's a bunch of people boning in there. So they like burn the orphanage to the ground and they're like behind the scenes like cucking everybody and then to distract everybody, the marvelous X-Men show up and they're like, oh, we're here to stop the fire. Don't look over there. And you see like Blob just like beating the shit out of somebody. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Written by uh, Leah Williams, who is one of my favorite writers, I think, on X-Men. Uh and those are the only ones that have come out so far. The two number ones left to go are Prisoner X, which follows where Bishop has been taken. Because they've determined they can't recalibrate him, so they like took him somewhere. Like some prison somewhere. And then you also have uh, 
the apocalypse title so in this weird wacky universe apocalypse keeps posting flyers on like trees <laughs> basically for a giant orgy he's like listen romance is not dead actually you should have sex with whoever you want and everybody at the same time come down to central park we're all gonna do it and it's like a peace sign and it's got like flowers and like tie-dye and it's just like apocalypse being like come on down and so he's the he's like the villain but maybe the hero we need in this universe and so that's still yet to come and i present to you all the number ones, minus two, of Age of X-Men. I can't believe Nate Gray just created Footloose. And yeah. yeah. And Apocalypse is Kevin Bacon. Yep. Oh, I could have just said that and wrapped it all yeah. up. Uh, now that you put it that way. I could have said that one sentence yeah. and told now you every you have 20 seconds. <laughs> all right. Well, my comics now, I guess. They don't flow quite as well as that. But well, I all, They were all together for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fair. Well, we'll start with Seven to Eternity here. Uh, I, there boy. was some some crazy shit went down. Uh, we may have mentioned before, but so we thought kind of uh, um, Cloud uh, Osiris was gonna yeah. dip into the well of eternity and basically just execute Cloud City. Yeah, and he whoa, did, he did sure as hell did it. Yeah, he did exactly that. Uh, he basically blew Cloud City out of the sky after some kind of a confusing events in the well, where like some shit happens where we don't really know. Uh, and then he flies away with uh, the the Gross. Mud King, and uh, his kid walks by and she's like, "Oh, this fucking city fell out of the sky." Yeah, that's my weird. dad probably was nowhere near this, and this <laughs> guy's like, "Oh no, your dad did this," and she was like, "Oh, he was probably nowhere near here," and he's like, "No, he killed us," and that's basically Seven New Eternity. Yeah, nice. uh, well yeah. Done. yeah, that's close. Uh, Conan, Conan the Barbarian, number three, really fucking cool. I mean, obviously this one uh, last episode. Uh, for its issue one and two, three, exactly the same kind of shit. Conan doing Conan stuff. Yep. Beating, beating the shit out of people, killing just about everybody, uh, and surviving. Um, and, and really, it was just incredible writing and like really cool nonstop stuff. And uh, some lightning at one point that executes an executioner. Yeah. Uh, it can't be so that. So cool. Uh, Infinity Watch. I just wrote dumb. Next Triggered. Yeah. Oh, God, it's um, so who the fuck even knows like what happened? Gary here? Dugan, maybe. There, there was some shit like this. Really seemed like it was gonna be so cool based on the fact that Phoenix Wolverine with the Infinity Gauntlet was gonna roll around with Loki and like protect the universe. And that's not at all what happens in this comic. Yeah. No. Not, not, not even all. close. And there's this comic references so much fucking stuff. It references legacy. With, like, the teleporting gem, yep. it references the fucking Infinity Run with, like, the events of Loki, like, at the end of time. It even references a fucking obscure comic where Wolverine and Spider-Man go into the fucking, like, yep. like Mondo's, like, television world and they encounter a guy with a bat that has gems in it. And it's oh, like, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? But, like, this but, comic's garbage. Don't read it. My theory I'm is. I'm going to pull it because it's Wolverine Infinity yeah, Watch. And, but, Andrew had a pretty good but, theory. My theory about is it. Gary Dugan was, like, super hyped to write it. He's like, yes. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But uh, we fucked up all of our timetables. Uh, so just, like, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, do it. But, like, you got to fix all this. Yeah. Like, Wolverine stuff. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, I, I mean, I think he kind of suffers a little bit from I, I think like the Wolverine problem, where yeah. he's he was like originally like, way back in the day, he's in every comic running. 
Um, and, and I, I don't know. It, it was it was bad. I'm gonna yeah. continue to read it, but it was literally bad. Yeah. Uh, Return it. of Wolverine, on the other hand, pretty good. Had not been pretty good, and, and really kind of brought it back around. Let's just say the prior issue, my biggest uh, concern was no action happened. This issue. Wolverine downs an entire space station with, like, 300 people on it, killing all of them. Nice. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> About damn time he killed 300 people. <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy number two, really, really fucking cool, I thought. I, like, a lot of setup. So the issue one last month, a lot of setup. Yeah. This issue, a lot of setup, but it introduces this concept of, like, the dark guardians of the galaxy, which is like, I don't know, cosmic ghost riders on us. That's all I that's really care about. Know, yeah. And they're, and they're hunting down, uh, Nova, Richard Ryder. And it's Dick Ryder. The, like he, Kate's has taken a lot to set up this. And to me, that just means that he's getting ready to tell a lot. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so, so fucking excited to see where this goes. Uh, Curse words, uh, Wizardo battles through basically a rogues gallery of people. He gets fucked up. He doesn't do a whole lot against them. Uh, but we actually see kind of the creation of the whole world and uh, how like his main nemesis gets created. Uh, Prodigy, another one of Malar World's like really solid comics that were coming out. They're kind of like James Bond, Reed Richards comic. Uh, like more adventure, just like a lot of cool shit happens. The writing's incredible. Like the adventure's awesome. Uh, it's it's more of the same throughout. He fends off an entire like group of sharks. Yeah, yeah. is this the Easy. one where he like basically like gives someone therapy to get him not to kill him, and like he actually just joins his team instead? Yeah, that also yeah, happened. Yeah, and basically yeah, like reverse yeah. Superior Spider-Man way. He's yeah. like, you're on my team now, but because I've just solved all of your emotional problems, yep. yeah. And the guy's like. Don't kill this guy. <laughs> we work for him now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, amazing. Um, <laughs> Thor. So, Thor number 10. This is... This... I'll say this and Avengers, it had felt like it was being really phoned in. And this is another kind of, like, meanwhile on the bus story. Kind of, like, a, in a waiting room for War of the Realms. But... Which is almost here. Yeah. Maybe. I think two months of, like, April, I think it's set to come out. Jesus. Um, yeah. Uh, but, whereas, like, the last issue of Thor, it absolutely didn't even have anything to do with Thor at all. This one deals with the relationship between Thor and Odin from the perspective of Odin. Where he has this kind of split dialogue of his internal kind of, like, struggle with, like, trying to be a good father, knowing how, and just based on, like, how his father was to him, just not being able to. And goddammit, if this issue wasn't laced with onions. It was, it was <laughs> like, hard to get through, only because it was so fucking good, and the whole time I was just, like, feeling for Odin. Where previously Aaron's written in a really kind of like, man, Odin's like a total, like, what the fuck is this yeah. guy doing? He's yeah, like a total yeah. shit right now. And it and it's just this, it's this really like intimate, jarring look into like what's going on with him and like what, like the kind of father he really wants to be to his son and just how he understands that he's failing that. Do you, do you think that the focus on that is to help you build that kind of, I don't know, 
relationship with Odin only to see him maybe die at some point soon. Maybe. Before he can be that person. It's it's so hard to say because I, I feel like these issues and it, it, they've been so like, not phoned in because like legitimately this was a great issue, but it's hard to tell if, if Aaron was just doing something that he thought would be really good just like a good just one for off. The sake of doing it, it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Just for the sake of not writing like a Rosamund story again. God, like, please. It, it's hard to like something that focuses around Odin, something that's like emotional, something that's really cool that involves them like battling each other in an epic way. Just because he knows he's not going to tell, he's, he doesn't have the room to tell a story. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could definitely see a scenario. Like, we're getting ready to head into the like a war that tears through all of the realms, and there's definitely a scenario where. Like, I think Odin dies. And, like, we know at one point, like, Thor becomes the, Odin's son, yeah. the, the like, the actual, like, he, it's the Thor force. Oh, like he sorry, becomes yeah, the yeah. king of all gods. He takes Odin's place at some point and something, like, Odin dies for that to happen, obviously. But is this where that happens? Feels early. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, whoa, who the hell not? Like, oh, like, Thor's been around for decades. But, yeah. like, may, maybe it's time. But... I, I don't know. I, all all I can all I'm comfortable saying at this point is I really enjoyed this comic, um, especially rolling into it thinking like, oh, another phoned-in issue from Aaron, like in, in the waiting room for War of the Worlds. Yeah. Um, Avengers, really similar, really really similar take. Um, I kind of felt like this was a total like meanwhile on the bus kind of like stuff going on, but the last two or three issues since they had introduced like their quest to get blade on the team uh have actually oh, I about that. yeah well and, and like really so did i and it was just because <laughs> like it didn't really seem like it meant anything and then they introduced this guy who's like leading a team of like demonic forces that are like a, a crack squad of like vampire hunters and there's this war on dracula and they're now the storyline now is that guy's I don't know, it's like commander bad guy. Is um he um his dog, he's got like a demon dog, and his dog knows some like demonic tongue that allows him to unlock the true potential of the ghost rider. Holy shit. So they break into like basically the Avengers headquarters, they encounter the ghost rider, they effectively turn him into his full power, but in like a feral state leash him and then use him to just like basically kill everybody holy crap and then they Casual. and then they like roll and then they all jump in his car and like roll away and i was like holy bugger that was cool like god i never thought i'd like danny reyes but hey, watching him just yeah like, maybe, handily, maybe. like uh, abolished the fucking Jesus. avengers was pretty cool damn the only thing i didn't like was it at one point the commander asks danny like 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 forces him to prove his loyalty and he, he opens up a room of, like, vampire children. Oh. And he, like, points it at him, and he basically, like, pulls the trigger and, and has him, like, fire breath it. But he doesn't do it. Mm. And to me, that's, like, another mark of, like, it's kind of, ge- like, this run on Avengers is kind of geared towards, like, a younger audience. Because I think the story of, like, oh, him overcoming and, like, not killing this room is, like really uplifting. Whereas I think to, like, an older audience, it would have been, like, for him to, like, do it 
like outside of the obviously outside of the control of his body, but then to deal with that like regret and torment for the rest of his character is a much like older, like like an older audience would be like, holy fuck, that's like deep and like cutting, and I feel that. Yeah, like that would have been really cool to see him just like torch that room, but obviously that's a very that's like an aggressive thing. (laughs) Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it, it makes me feel like though I think that this story arc right now is very cool. It's still feeling like he's gearing it towards a much younger audience. Yeah. Um. And then I'll also add in to say that actually a, a Ghost Rider trade paperback came out, also written by Aaron from 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good, I actually read the entire thing before I finished my comic poll of that week. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I just couldn't, like, couldn't put it, was it down. Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really fucking solid in a realm where it was kind of hard for me to find Ghost Rider stuff that was really gripping me. I think Nick Cage This, <laughs> This this like brought me from start to finish, and I just couldn't put it down. Uh, if you guys encountered it, I'd highly recommend picking it up. If you even like remotely are kind of interested in some Ghost Rider stuff, just some really cool scenes, some some really cool uh, action that happens in it, uh, and Fantastic Four. Uh, really, in my opinion, had been incredibly strong. It'd been written, really good. Yeah. Written at what felt like a high level, and I don't know. I was reading through this issue, and I was kind of like. It, it felt, for lack of like, I, I just can't think of a better descriptor, but it felt like just less intelligent. Mm. Like, all of the dialogue felt dumbed down. Like, it, it all felt like just a little bit more childish. Yeah. I, Which doesn't I really fly liked... in a Fantastic Four comic. Yeah, really. Yeah. When, when you're dealing with Reed Richards and Doctor Doom, which are two of the smartest people in all of the Marvel yep. Universe, to have like a childish, like kind of dumber approach, like... Doom still got like a cool like overarching like evil plan like it's cool but the way that it's unveiled isn't like smart at all yeah. and and the events of the comic aren't like smart and the dialogue's very like ha like it's just <laughs> yeah it's just like it was still like cool the art's still great like I, I'm not gonna try and tell you that I didn't like reading through it but I was just like almost baffled by bamboozled yeah i was almost just like surprised by what seemed like a extremely noticeable drop in the maturity of the comic thank yeah. you dan slot yeah and yeah. you had some fears about this. oh that he's just a <laughs> big dummy you wrote, you wrote spider-man for like 10 years <laughs> I'm not gonna say it was the worst, but it certainly wasn't the best for the whole yeah. thing. Uh, I just I don't believe that he can write consistently, read and doom, yeah, like, hyper intelligent at, at the at the level that they need to be. Yeah, there's only one man for the job. And to be, I mean, to be it's fair, boy. To, him, to be fair to him, that's Chip. a very complicated task. Like yeah. you just you just have to know words that people never yeah. use. Yeah. Like, Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. I can't. Even, I don't even know his last name. What a weird yeah. last I name! I can't spell it. Yeah, yeah. it's like mnemonics. Yeah. If that's a word, give him a shot. Give yeah. him a shot. Acoustics. <laughs> Put him in. <laughs> yeah, he did such a good. Job. Well, oh right, wait, whatever. this no, is the perfect segue. Oh, perfect segue. Yeah. Right. Well, well, welcome. Yeah. My oh my segue's done. <laughs> Let's segue into the winner of all of February. It's our boy. You guys have heard we we've tossed out a lot of hard hitting titles. Some even some trade paperbacks. We've had Tom King. We've had uh, Kate's. We've had Aaron. Like a lot of just really 
really good stuff. And uh, we had to give it to Zdarsky this one. Yeah. He put out on a character, I don't know about you guys, but like once again, I mean, almost a theme of 2019, a character that like I just don't generally care about. You care about him now. Yeah, you're goddamn right I care about him now. (laughs) Mr. Daredevil himself. Yeah, before it was Conan, now it's Daredevil, Matt Murdock. I mean, like the show's cool, but like I don't think I've read a Daredevil comic in my entire (laughs) life. I picked this shit up and I'm like, fucking... Zadarsky, what are you doing, buddy? This is amazing. Yeah, I don't think I've read a Daredevil comic since Born Again. Born Again was good. Which, like, was a great place yeah. to read, but, yeah, it's been a long time. I'd like to ask Zadarsky what crossroads he went to to sell his <laughs> yeah. soul to the devil. <laughs> yeah. To become this good I would like to go there as well. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Well, it's, a, it's an issue one. We can I feel good kind of talking a little bit about the plot there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. He, he ends that. up. It, it's it's almost like if uh, you've seen the season three of the Netflix show, which I don't sure. think you have already. No, no. But no. basically, the premise is like uh, Murdoch's dealing with like kind of the loss of his powers. He's recovering from it. It's yep. going through this like him gradually like like getting back into the swing of things. But yeah. he's also kind of like brooding more than usual and just like dealing with a bunch of shit and in issue one he gets back out on the street he's like you know i'm not a hundred percent but i need to get back out there like i gotta do it like yeah i've got this like i'm i'm answering the hero's call like Mm -hmm. like crime villainy it lives pulses in the streets yeah and i need to be there to cut it off yeah people gotta know yeah and Um, he he ends up uh, like encountering this group of ne'er do wells, and he takes them downtown to the pound tram. Classic one way ticket on the D train. Pounds them. Yeah, yeah, pounds them on the D train. One way ticket. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> no return. Yeah, takes them to pound town. <laughs> yeah. And um, the D train. <laughs> yeah, one way ticket, no return. You can't you can't come back. <laughs> From Pound Town uh, on the D train. But he ends up basically one of the uh, rogues he encounters uh, does not survive. Doesn't do so well. (laughs) This is definitely a one way. He did. He's seen better days. He's seen better days. He needs to wipe himself off because he's dead. Um, Daredevil also, like, in, in another kind of perfect, it's this perfect in, encapsulation of the character in the sense that, like, he bangs a hot chick. Yep. He's kind Check. of a womanizer. Check. Like, he, he does it, like, in a really smooth way. Like, while Check. he's also, like, brooding, he's going yeah, through, yeah. like, evil stuff, but he's always got time to take a woman to bed. Yeah. Check. Check. Like, well, I didn't know that I loved Matt Murdock so much he until love him just now. now. Yeah. Um, but... But he, he fucking kills this bad guy. Allegedly, Your Honor. And then, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll never hold up in a court of law. <laughs> um, but, and, and that's really the first issue. Yeah. The second issue is his crusade to... Like, prove his innocence. Yes, yeah, yeah. basically. But prove his innocence through the lens of proving that he was framed, or proving yep. that someone else had their hands in the in the cookie jar, so to speak, their hands in the honey pot, their finger in the pie... 
and basically cause this guy to die because, the, like, this news story comes out while he's asleep and it's like, oh, this guy's yeah. rushed to the hospital mm-hmm. and dies, like, on the way there, dies, like, under the, the knife. Yeah. And the second issue is all about his journey to kind of figure out what happens between him and the that hospital, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy's death. And he's like, the the first responders killed him. Like, Kingpin had something to do with it. The surgeon killed him. Or didn't even, like, try. And, and the like, interactions between all of these are amazing. Like, when he's outside of Kingpin's, like, penthouse or whatever, and Kingpin's talking to his... Wesley. His Wesley, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's asking, like, did... His kept man. His yeah. kept man. His number one. He, uh, he goes, would, like, he's like, I know you don't like to talk about this kind of stuff, but did we have something to do with that? And Kingpin's like, listen, if I had something to do with Daredevil, like, being blamed for murder, like I'm seeing from the yeah, fucking rooftops. Exactly. <laughs> and so Daredevil's hearing this with his his abilities, and he's like, "There's no skip in his heartbeat. His voice yeah. doesn't change pitch. Like, yeah. and it's he can tell that these people are all telling the truth. And it's now in your head. You're like, "Fuck, did Daredevil just kill this dude? Yeah. Like, well, it's it's yeah. this gorgeous visual yeah. too. Like he's he's on it's, this like crane or this rooftop, and he's yeah. standing like very tall and proud. Yeah. And he's, like, very heroic, and he's, like, listening to this conversation. And then, like, Kingpin says, like, look, like, fuck that yeah. guy. Like, I'm yeah. glad he's going to fucking jail, like, fucking murder. Like, if I had something to do with this, we'd be in fucking... I like, wish I thought of this. Yeah, we, we'd be in fucking Burger King right now McDonald's having Happy Meals. No, Wendy's. 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 We'd be at Wendy's having Happy Meals, for God's sakes. And, and Derek, like, very simply, he goes, I listened for the Telltale skip. And then the next panel is him, like sitting down like kind of like slumped over like like very dejected and he goes it wasn't there like i listened for the skip it wasn't there like he's not the implication being he's not lying yeah and that was kind of his big like well kingpin definitely like if anyone could have done it it was kingpin what's what's so weird is or i guess cool about it is every time he basically comes to that realization that Mm -hmm. oh he may have killed him he, he, like, gets himself back up. Because the second issue ends with him going, no, like, I gotta go, I missed something. Let me go yeah. back to look at the medical, or the doctor. The first, wait, the second the, issue? The end of the second issue, he's yeah. like, he, you think he's gonna give it up, like, he's gonna give up? And he's like, no, you know what, I did miss, I must have missed something. Someone, someone her. must have gotten to the doctor. Oh, right. And so he's like, he's, he's like, believing in himself again. But at that point, we as readers are, are going... Oh, is this guy just crazy? Yeah. Or yeah. is he innocent? And I think that's kind of the point. Like we're supposed to be doubting, doubting him now, Daredevil, yeah. which, yeah. like, I am because he seems crazy. Yeah. Because it's it, a lot of it too is you know everybody's testimony, especially the doctors, is really what sold me on. And he goes, "You're like I've I've patched up a lot of the guys. You yeah. fucked up. You're surgical. Yeah. Like to yeah. say you're surgical is an insult to you. Like you should be a doctor. You're, you're that good. Yeah. yeah. He's like the the hits that you do. It's like you are." So extremely violent, but at the same time so precise, and so and, like caring. Yeah, in your yeah. violence, you're so. not killing them. You're just like knocking them out or doing just enough to incapacitate them, but never do permanent damage. It, it's clear that everyone you hit, you could kill on a single strike. Yeah, and instead you you don't like everyone survives and fully recovers. Yeah. and so you're like. Was this the one time? I was telling Andrew, I was like, I went back to the first issue and I looked at all the ways that each of these three guys was like knocked down or knocked yep. out. Because the doctor mentions that he was killed by a hit to the bottom of his skull, like basically the bottom, of like where his neck meets his skull. And so I was like, well, this guy got hit in the face and then his head hit the car and this guy hit the wall. And I was like, 
it's so confusing because I couldn't tell which guy was which. Yep. Like when they said yeah. the name, you knew the two guys, and so you assume there's it's the third. But I think there's like four guys total. Yeah. Um, but the fact <gasps> that I went back, <laughs> the fact that I went back, it made me go back to the first comic and go through that scene again. I was like, holy shit! Like Zdarsky's doing it, man. He's got me so good. all in right now. Well, and I think that I think one of the most gripping things for me in issue two was. Not just the doubt in his heroic ability, but like for me, it was the questioning of his entire journey. When the doctor sa- is saying all that precision shit, and then he says the simple thing like, "You you could have been a doctor." Yeah, like you, you should be a doctor. Yeah. You you could save far more people than you do being a vigilante. Being, By being a doctor, a surgeon, or a doctor, and I was like. Uh, holy fucking god not only am I now doubting that he didn't kill this guy yeah. I'm I'm doubting that he ever should have become yeah. dared I'm yeah. doubting that he's ever <laughs> yep. been justified yeah. being on the street at all when like maybe he could have done so much more good using his insane like level of talent and ability to something like 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 just medicine yeah and I'm like, holy fuck, Zdarsky. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Like, cool, be chill, man. I think I think it's telling that you compared it to season three of Daredevil because that was based on Born, Born Again yeah. by Frank Miller. And that's probably the last time someone would say that a classic story was told in a Daredevil comic. Mm. And this feels very much like a... Like a nod to it, but also it's doing its own. Yeah, it, it's telling its own story, but it's definitely like nodding to that classic story. So, um, it's really good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I feel like it's very, it's very much telling, at least from what I can remember, the the story of season three. Yeah. But like, definitely in its own way, and and it, it, like the issue two ends on like an insane, yeah, like kind of. Well, I guess not. I mean, like we'll see in like a week yeah. but in like an insane like holy fuck i can't believe that just happened yeah um Whew. but it definitely is something that you know not to spoil it but definitely something that like once again plays into his senses and talents being dulled because you'd think like oh this is a situation he wouldn't have been in if he was at a hundred percent yeah well yeah, but yeah. that's that's part of it right is is did does it happen because he's not at a hundred percent or is he so distracted by what happened that his his guard was down. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm fucking excited to not know. Find out next. Like, thanks so much, Zdarsky. Yeah. I will say one other thing. I did want oh, to draw attention God. to Daredevil one after the main story ends. There is a mini, uh, like one shot at the end of it. I think it's like three pages total, um, uh, and it's him yeah. tracking down a missing girl. And it's it's um, panel for panel. It shows uh, the what a sighted person would see. Uh, and then it shows what Daredevil sees, and it's oh, person sees right, and Daredevil yeah. sees, and so it's him going through it. I think it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it was really, really well done. Wow, really just cements that Zdarsky should be doing Fantastic Four. Right? Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, it was, there was that he did that Reddit AMA, and I was like, hey man, we were really excited for you to write Fantastic Four. It turns out you're not like. And he, he responded, he's like, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I was crossed. too. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. The end of the son of a bitch. <laughs> then they gave it to Dan Slott, who just had to stay employed. Yeah. Uh, God. God. All right. Uh, well, 
I'm mad again. Yeah. I don't know why we keep editing on these really angry notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm angry, listener. Sir. All right, Caleb. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. that that's it. We have no good outro piece anymore. We just end on the best comic. Yeah. Just left a sour note. Yeah. Then we slot. shout stuff still. So we got Dummy. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> my heart's not in it I want to stay on somebody say something positive bring me back around Wally West hope <laughs> Wally West is dead oh okay alright listen you, you handsome <laughs> bastard uh, Wally West is dead that's correct yeah he went to the moon and did not come back <laughs> twice twice well three four times now Jesus alright Wally West stay dead I don't care what your birthday is <laughs> the end of the count of three we're going to shout some nonsense. And then this is it. Until next month. Yep. We bid you adieu. One. Two. Three. Chip Read Age of X-Men. Read Age of X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Read Age of X-Men. <laughs> uh, that counts. That was nonsense. <laughs> <laughs>